I did learn, though, that I don't enjoy wrestling in the water as much as I do on land. Because <laughs> of the breathing. Because of the breathing, <laughs> yes. It gets in the way. Yeah. It, but Matt had it figured out. He knew exactly how to defeat me. <laughs> Drown you. Just, yeah, you just put water in a guy's lungs and he goes away pretty quickly. Does your farm use any aerial application services? We have. We, particularly for aphids. We started to more and more for aphids. Why for aphids? It, they don't I don't charge enough. They charge. It's tough when you have your own sprayer. Yeah. So, because you have your own sprayer, it doesn't cost as much. But they charge like six and a half, seven bucks an acre. Which if isn't you, enough. It's an airplane, if for you God's sake. How have, can they do that? If you didn't have your own sprayer, I don't know why you'd ever hire someone to spray aphids. And typically, like aphids, because the crop is so big, you're going to run over more of the crop. You can't right. always straddle the road You're going to damage, well. yep. So if it's the same price, why wouldn't you hire the plane? Right. right. And we've started to last few years just because with insecticides and everything else, and they can come. A lot of times those guys will come in with a couple of planes. They'll knock out all of our acres in a day or, or day and a half. We're busy tiling now. Back when we weren't as busy tiling, we'd always do our own just because we had it and we're there. But yeah, for you guys, we can go makes, do something else. Yeah, They can do it, drive over less crop. So yeah, the last two, three years we've been hiring if it's done. You guys did more spraying back when you were racing pretty heavy, I think, too, right? Because that was a busy time. Hired a little more. For specials. Probably, and yeah. You were making money racing then. Yep. Some, I guess. Yep. Chemical shortages right now. Oh, yeah. COVID shortages in general, people were asking about. So I don't know. I know they were saying there was a chemical shortage. So we just took everything that we already had paid for and filled up our warehouse. So now we haven't had to get anything else and we haven't had an issue. We pretty much had everything in in stock early. We haven't had an issue either. I know the biggest one around here is people are having problems with Liberty. It's tough to find Liberty. Liberty? Yeah. Okay. And it, it's tough to find a lot of things, but that's a really tough one, I guess. I know they were having trouble. So on Barrett, they get totes of chemicals, mm-hmm. and then they repackage it into two and a halfs. So it's, In-house it's, there? Yeah. So okay. it, it's a bear, it's a bear machine or package, whatever. So they put it in two and a half, print the label, put it in the box. You don't even know it's not coming right from bear. I mean, it's the exact same thing. Sure. But uh, they're having troubles this spring getting empty two and a half jugs to be able to fill. Just getting the jugs? Just the jugs. Like they had the really? chemicals sitting there in two and a half or, or two, 250 totes or by the semi load, but they're having trouble getting the two and a half jugs to fill. Huh. I hadn't heard of that one yet. And I, and I haven't heard since then. Maybe they're all caught up now. I suppose all the extra ones that we've been making for years, they're all floating around in the ocean. Isn't that what you do with yours when you're done with them? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck them in the ocean. Yes. (laughs) Is 300 bushel corn possible in Minnesota, dry or irrigated? Yeah. Yeah. It is? You just got to really pump it to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know about here, but in Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, especially southern Minnesota, a lot of those guys can really grow corn. I mean- I would say there's definitely guys that are hitting a 250 average. I don't know about consistently every year, but they're definitely doing it here and there. Yeah. What's the biggest millennial misconception that you feel is hurting smaller independent farms? That's a good question. That is a good question. Yeah. So like, well, he has millennial in quotation marks. So like, I get what's the biggest misconception that is hurting smaller independent farms? I don't know if it's so much hurting, but. I would have to say one thing I've kind of have rethought about the millennials is one thing about, I'll say us. Thank is, you, Randy. Is, uh, 
is we're just not willing to accept that that's how it was always done. I mean, there's easier ways of doing things, you know, like all the way to Uber, Uber Eats and things like that. We're more, we're thinking out of the box, you know, from the old, the old farmer that always fed his cattle with a uh, five gallon bucket out of a wagon, because that's just how he always did it. You know, where, where I'd say the younger guys come along and you might call them lazier, but they say, Hey, for, for $30, I can buy this auger and set up that would auger it to the, to the bunk for me. And I wouldn't have to carry these buckets of feed back and forth. That's not answering the damn question. He's wondering how it's hurting farming. Well, I'm saying, so yeah, I don't avoid the question, Randy. I don't know how it's hurting farming. You used, uh, I don't know, I don't know what, the, not metaphor, euphemism, I don't know what it was the other day, but you said every other job in the world, so doctors, pilots. Well, is this, did you see a response? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. In the world, you know, every other career path or whatever field of work. You already, you've given me my answer now. In yeah. the world has made huge advancements. Let's just talk about medically, where we've come in the past 10 years, 25 years, five years, you know, all these advancements that doctors aren't removing gallbladders the same way today as they did, you know, 25 years ago. Why do people expect farmers to still, you know, be not have made these advancements? We're using bigger equipment, you know, doing things much more efficient A lot of the consumers want us to, I'm going to use air quotes. They want us to go back and not use herbicides and not farm so intensively, right? Which I get it. I get what they're going for there. But when you talk about what we're doing with an acre of crop now compared to where we were 50 years ago. Right. I mean, you wouldn't ask the automotive industry or the transportation industry or the computer industry, the medical field to go back 50 years in time. Why do we romanticize that in agriculture and think that that's what we need to do? Yeah, why and and like, why do people ass- like the horse, the a pig? You got your chickens, you got your horses, right? And why, why do, do we want to make the industry less efficient? Why do they assume that you know the horse and buggy method or whatever small smaller farm family farms or whatever smaller is better when in reality our bigger tractors or our computers and our tractors or whatever make it so that we're able to use less chemicals or stuff like that why that seems we have 600 horsepower tractors now that can cover a field in 100 the time that we used to be able to and the exhaust coming out of it is cleaner than the air it takes in right the herb you're using, how, is that? how much, how much less chemicals are we using on our crops now versus in the early eighties before GMOs came around? It's, it's safe for chemicals. Yeah. yeah that's another People thing. People are like, clueless. GMOs Roundup are so Roundup got rid of all bad. the other chemicals. Yeah. Yep. Roundup was one of the safest, is one of the safest chemicals we have. And it got rid of the rest of the dangerous ones. And now they all hate Roundup. Yep. What do they hate more, Roundup or GMOs, you think? That's it. Well, they kind of go hand in hand. Hand in hand. But yeah, it seemed like they really, GMOs were all the rage for a little bit there. Now people have forgotten about that. Now they're on to to Roundup or glyphosate because of what's gone on with the class action lawsuits. I've seen the same meme get shared on Facebook twice this past week. And it's a picture of, I think it must be wheat in a field and then pictures of this prairie grass and it's showing the root system underneath. And I think they're trying to hit on erosion and how much, you know, farmers have destroyed the land basically because they're killing everything up and getting rid of all of this beautiful grassland. And I've wanted to engage in the conversation, but I get nervous sometimes because I don't want to say something that's wrong. But 
Correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, but we are technically farming less acres now in the United States than we were hundred years ago. hundred years ago. Yes. Tilling up. So versus when the actual dust bowl happened. And we are doing considerably less tillage than we were a hundred years ago. Yes. So for people to be sharing that meme currently blows my yep. mind, especially considering all the, you know, in our area right here, maybe, you know, we're trying to do more no-till, but not a hundred percent successful, but people are just so freaking clueless. Right. And it still happened, you know, you still get like this year, there was an organic guy over by us that had wind erosion really bad. Yeah. You know, and you, you still get that here Because he there. can't use the chemicals to control the weeds. So he tills a hundred times harder. Right. Because but, it's his but he, he best tills, form of. He tills like they used to in the, in the fifties. And some of the older guys out there, when you talk about erosion things and they just look at you weird and they're like, well, well we've solved that. Yeah. They, they talk like every year. They would have to regravel the roads because of the black dirt that was on every gravel road. Right. And we can always do better, of course. Right. And there's but, still shitty farmers that yeah. are not, you know, being responsible or, you know, year doing the best year, practice. Just doing the same thing yes. and it, it blows and whatever. But but they talk like year after year, you'd have to clean your drainage ditches. They had them tumble buggy things. They'd, they'd pull all the black dirt out all pull summer long out. out of their ditches that, you know, filled in and. So if you want to set the record straight with a millennial who knows nothing, we're farming less acres in the United States today than we were a hundred years ago. And this fact blew my mind. And I want to, I want to with the Greg that there's less cattle on in the United States or where I, I think he said planet earth, maybe like, I don't know. It was ridiculous. Then there were like 50 years ago or a hundred years like ago. Considerably less. I yes. Think. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot less. And, and we're getting way more out of, you so, know, just being that much more efficient. Yes. Obviously, we're feeding a lot more people. Yeah, we're getting, like, just on the milk side, we're getting way more milk out of one than cow. we did 50 or 100 years ago with half the half the herd. So milk. the whole greenhouse conversation should be mute. That's just, it blows my mind. Yeah, so shut up, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Have we done this one? The Industrial Revolution changed the face of the modern novel forever. Discuss citing specific examples. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I wish I could. No, hold on. Hold on. Let me try <laughs> it. Uh. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> All I know is. I, I can, can I phone a friend? You should Google it. I know the response to it. Yeah. What you've oh. just said is one of the most idiotic, incoherent, <laughs> rambling responses Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. That that is a fantastic scene. Yeah. Uh, I award you no points. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> in the field, there's no time for downtime. And when the pressure is on, you need to trust your equipment to stand up to the task. That's when you turn to Mystic for performance and protection you can count on. Mystic lubricants are specially formulated to keep up with your demands. Now, you might be asking yourselves, how can that be? Mystic products are developed in real-world conditions with real-world workers in mind, and that means that your equipment is covered regardless of what's happening outside. With Mystic, you can get to work with confidence knowing your lubricants are engineered to thrive even under the most extreme and unforgiving conditions. Go ahead. Put your equipment to the test anytime, anywhere, because when it comes to superior performance and unmatched protection, Mystic always delivers. And when your equipment is protected, so is your livelihood. It's the reason so many folks choose to ride with Mystic. Because out here, performance under pressure isn't a request. 
it's a requirement. Go to mysticlubes.com to learn more about their line of products. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K-Lubes.com. Farm Focused wants to know if Randy is actually real or if he's just some made-up thing you use to make your podcast better. <laughs> is he AI? I, I, I don't know how to... <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, Robert responded that. saying that nobody has actually laid more pipe than the legendary master <laughs> pipe layer. So he's real then? Well, Farm Focus responded back, or has he? Maybe he's just a virtual pipe layer that only exists on Zach's laptop. <laughs> I mean, things are getting deep. Because yeah. I don't know for sure if he's real. As a young farmer working with your dad, do you have a 5, 10, 15-year plan of what your farm looks like? Uh, no, just awesome. We operate on a day-to-day basis. Pretty much. Matt, you want to step in and explain what the sparrow is while Randy takes a leak? Mm. Yeah. Hop over here. Well, a beer first, then Randy will be done leaking. heartburn from that Coors Light. You want to know what the sparrow is? The sparrow, I do. How do you explain that to the listeners? Verbally without a... Hmm. <laughs> when the lips... I don't know why I find it so damn funny that there's a word for that now. It's so good. Hmm. So picture your friendly neighborhood sparrow, <laughs> the bird, and his pointy little beak. And when you're deep in contemplation or thought and you're not really sure what you say, what is the shape that your lips will make? It's a sparrow beak. It looks just like the beak of our friendly neighborhood sparrow. And hmm. sometimes there's an, you don't, you can't hear all sparrows, but some are very. <laughs> there, I Googled it. Zach pulled up a picture <laughs> of a sparrow. Some people's sparrows are uh, much more elaborate than others. And it also probably depends on the time of the night and the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of different sparrows out there. When you're good enough, you just start to hear the sparrows right. before you see them. <laughs> we'll make right. Randy's head a little bit bigger. I want to know just how it is. You kind of s- sort yep. of. <laughs> yep. Zach's kind of sort of average. I can't read it because the damn punctuation is so bad. I got to decipher it. You need to hit the translator button. How did Zach land such a smoke show? Like, how is it that he. Oh, I can't read it, but basically he's talking about Randy, not me. <laughs> How did you land Randy? Such a smoke show. <laughs> I, I don't can't, I can't think of anything quick enough for that. Uh, can I say what you have written down here? No. Yeah, you no, can. You can. You can't. It goes, you can't? It, it'll play in later. Okay. Late, right. Later? I question you. I will mention, though, that Randy is, in fact, for real because the chair that he normally sits on is broken, decrepit, and is severely a result of an overweight person. (laughs) (laughs) It's beach time, buddy. You need to. What an asshole. Or at least get him a new chair. This one's much better. Is that the one that's put together backwards? No, this one's just fine. (laughs) <laughs> it's just Matt being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Discuss the rise in inputs this year versus the market prices for corn and beans. What do you mean? Yeah, Are that's companies opposite. trying to take advantage of that. <laughs> it's because of shortages. Okay. COVID. Yeah. COVID. COVID, you know, labor shortages, yeah. product shortages. It's not because markets went up and they think farmers will pay more for products. Right. Continue. Next. <laughs> Mateo, do you have any questions? Matt, you have a question? 
for a farmer or a chick with an eight ball tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What happens when the corn is knee high by the 4th of July and tasseling already? So, Mateo. Which would be Matt. Which would be Matt. He's, he's the guy that just made fun of you. Correct. He's our Googler tonight. Yep. Asshole. He's an asshole. <laughs> he, uh, he, asked, he asked what happens when the corn is knee high by the 4th of July and tasseling. That's from a result of severe drought, and you might as well get the disc out because you're not going to have any corn to harvest. It won't produce anything? Or will it produce, like... Might produce a little nub of something, but more than likely, no. So it'll cost more to combine it? Yep. Then it There'll will be to- some guys zeroing out. Just like in 88, everyone got out the discs and discs everything down. Hmm. Why did that question come up? Is there places where that's happening? I saw a video of it somewhere. I did, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that would be a concern. Today was the first day that I've looked at the corn and can really see how dry it's getting. Like all, all spring, I've been thinking that it looks better than it should. Maybe there's more moisture there than I thought. But now today, when I look at it, it looks like it's starting. And to we hurt. did just get, we got a half an inch of rain on, I don't know, what was that? Two, three days ago? Yeah. Yeah. But before that, we hadn't had rain in, what, two months? Yeah, there's nothing done. We there. were the stuff I drove by of ours today looked pretty good, but I was out by Beardsley surveying today. There's some corn out there that really looks like it's actually starting to turn yellow already. Yeah, ours is starting to pineapple a little, little bit today. And the pineappling isn't... That's not uncommon when it's hot out. Right. That's as much a defense mechanism as a... Right. But the fact that it's doing it means right. we're dry right now. Yep. And, and we just had two weeks of 100 degrees, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. Which Without is unheard of. rain. Yeah, unheard of And for low here. humidity at the same time, which is really unheard of. Nick Jennings wants to know... Since, well, we already taught him how big of an, ele- an elephant's penis is. He says, what about giraffes? Certainly... They must be proportional to their neck length. Hmm. Well, I got on the Google last I'm time. I'm going to bow out this time. <laughs> it was a bit much for me. You're not going to, or you did? No, no, I am not. I'll let you Google that one. Okay. Yeah, we have different algorithms. Yeah. I just get giraffe penises. Someone asked, "How long have you been in the farming loop of things?" We're and not going to settle the giraffe penis thing first. Well, I, this was to, what you're you're googling. So while you're finding that, I figured out. Well, it didn't take me long. What do they mean in the loop of things? Well, this is also an easy one because we've both and all have been in it our whole lives. I haven't. Oh, so so Becky's been in it as long as she's known Zach. Oh, not even. I didn't really start to care about farming. Well, her mom was kind of a farmer. No. (laughs) Of sorts. Stop. We had a garden. (laughs) No. I didn't start to actually learn about farming until, mm, I don't know. I bet we were married five or seven years before I started to maybe pay attention a little bit. What were you doing? I don't know. Birthing children and being preoccupied with breastfeeding, I suppose. <laughs> Taking care of the race car. You yeah. Know, she's ready to go for you. Oh, that's, yeah, I yeah. suppose. I suppose. Okay. Draft penis? We must know. You know what? I did. I made the same mistake again. I just went right to images. So I don't have a, I don't have a technical answer Ooh, other a, than. That's a rabbit hole you'll be at for I, a while. I would say <laughs> somewhere between an infant's arm and mine. <laughs> let's go to the, let's go to the actual interesting facts. Um, um, no, I don't want to <laughs> click on that. I don't want, definitely don't want to click on that. We'll just skip that. I mean, everybody can look that up for themselves. Okay, I got another good question. I got another 
Quick one. Go ahead, Tina. Do you have one? No, I'm looking oh. up the giraffe penis. Do, do, <laughs> do farms in your area flood their tile during drought or low rain periods, meaning pump from a well or a pond back into the tiles? Is that a thing? It is, but not in our area because we have too much elevation. Oh. So you can do that. You can actually set up a whole system that way, but you got to do it in two-foot zones. So every two feet, you need to have a control structure. Every two feet? Two feet. So, like, I mean, there's a lot of places it works great in where, where every two feet they two have. Two feet of elevation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two feet of elevation. Oh. But Aren't in our there, area. There's got to be fields around you that could get by with that. Not, no, not no. really. Even our flat stuff lays at, you know, it might lay at a tenth of a foot of, of grade mm. for a little while. But, no, I mean, we have as much elevation as you do, just not as quick. What about up northern in the valley? Yeah. So there you they do there. there they do some of that. They do. Yeah. So some of what they do too is they put in these control structures. Agridrain makes them. Basically they'll hold water back for two feet. So and then it'll they're not actually dump pumping over. water back into the tile. Right. They're not they're letting stopping it, out. it from running. Yeah. Got so it. it holds it at the two foot, you know, mark and then right. and then and then they, they do have systems designed where you can pump back into them and, and refill them. And then they call that sub or well it's it's a form of subsurface irrigation. That but they make systems. that would never work with our type of tile, right? Yeah, they're doing it with just a regular tile, just with a regular, yeah, like an they're, ADS. So they're they're is what they're doing is they're patterning on contour like a fifteen foot pattern style mm-hmm. on contour, and then putting these control structures in every two feet, and then there's a little more to it. I mean, they got to have the pressure to get it back to them to them zones. But it ends up being a lot of hookups and a lot of work to put in. And I'll bet it does. But there's guys experimenting with it and, and doing some of that. Expensive, probably. He, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a lot going in there. Did you, about 40 inches. That's not that impressive. It's the third longest Four. in the world, Randy. Third longest in the world? Mm-hmm. Wow. What's the first? Girth, and Oh, whales first, I suppose, well, That's right? around. So, <laughs> whales first, what's second? I don't know. I didn't Ele- click elephant? Could could you not get that out? That was. I mean, we can't go the whole podcast without knowing what's number one and number two. And well, the whale, the big whale, is number one. They're no, no, they're number two. Millennial farmers number one. (laughs) 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 Elephants come in second place. Oh, what's first then? Got to be the whale, right? The whale. I can't remember what kind of whale. I think it's that's the one that's like six school buses long or whatever, right? I think it's the blue whale. The blue whale, yeah. Six school buses? Yeah, they're huge. Don't you remember learning that in elementary school? No. That's a huge whale. <laughs> Did you hear about the guy that got swallowed by a whale? Yeah, that's some crazy ass just, like wow. Jonah stuff. Like for real? Because there's a book that I read to Isla about just, a lady that gets swallowed by a whale. There's all about Finding Nemo, right? He was in, like he, he was lobster trapping. got swallowed, but he got like... I think he got swallowed. Like put in the mouth and then like he tickled, tickled him. He tickled his way out, just like in the book. And then he's read like the book. Spit him out or something. Yeah. He said that like it wasn't it wasn't a good whale. It, it spit it out. He said that all this like he was in there for like Randy, <laughs> not on this podcast. <laughs> he said he got bumped or whatever, and then all of a sudden it was black and it like he was being squeezed and it was weird and he didn't know. And then he's like, if he thought shark at first, but then he realized he wasn't like bleeding or whatever I was he dark. was in the mouth of a whale yes. or the stomach or I don't know in I, the mouth and, and it was then for like a 
couple minutes, it yeah. sounds like. And, and then he legit actually got out of there? Yes, he, uh, he said the whale started to shake its head and he was being thrashed around and then it just re- like regurgitated him or spit him out. Probably then, because it was like, what the and hell then a did passer, I just swallow? Right. And then a passer, like the whale came up out of the water. And so another guy watched him like be spit out and then the guy went and t- brought him in his boat. Was, so that happened to a guy. I'm going to have to look that up. I swear I showed you the TikTok laying. I mean, that was short and abbreviated, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. Tina just sparrowed. Mm. All right. So there's a question here from Aurora. She's wondering if I, if I even lift, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. More often than not lately, you've been doing a lot of lifting. I have. There's a question here from Onyx. Just somebody named Onyx. Wondering, <laughs> who do you think out of all the kids is the most likely to work on the farm? <laughs> It's Isla. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I would say Onyx or Isla. It just seems like Rhiannon isn't. She, she. That can change. It could change. I don't see her being in the tractor for say, but maybe like by the time she's farming, there's like they're gonna be using drones. Like there could be a whole. What is farming even gonna look like for our kids? Whoa. Weren't you just talking about a drone thing? Yeah. We should talk about that because that's cool. Yeah, there's a company, I think they're out of Iowa. They were down at Mitchell's Field Day. Where you can buy a trailer from them. comes with three drones and all the tanks. And you have three drones that you program in to do a field. And it sends them up in what they call swarms. So you're, you're, you're like you buy a trailer, you're buying a swarm of drones. And then they go up and they spray. They got tanks on them, like three gallon tanks. And they can spray or they can seed They'll apply whatever, and then they'll stagger so that one will come in. You can hook up, and you can fill with one while the other two are out spraying. Then the next one comes in, fill that while the two are out spraying. And, like, the drones just do their thing. They come and go as they need to on their own cycle. And it was, like, 40 acres an hour, something like that. Well, Like, to me, that's the thing that makes it actually viable. Like, yep. now you're talking actually covering acres. Like, you're not talking about... A small farm, right? Uh, like, you're not right. talking about doing five acres. If you can pump out 40 acres an hour with these things. How long do the batteries last? That'd be my next question. Well, I mean. But I mean. Charger. Yeah, but battery technology obviously is, I look at Tesla's. And it was like, uh, I don't want to say the exact price for some strange reason, but it was like, it's half the price of a sprayer for all three of them with the trailer and the tanks and everything. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Where's that going to be in 10 years? Right. Crazy. Pretty crazy. Pretty awesome. At Isla's kindergarten graduation, when she got to go up to the microphone and say what she wanted to be when she grew up, and it was a John Deere girl. When she grows up, she wants to be a John Deere girl. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty cute. It was really cute. I don't remember what Isla, what what Onyx said when he was about that age, but I don't think it was a farmer, but Rhiannon was going to be a cowgirl. I know that. A cowgirl? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's cute. Brian from Brian's farming videos says, what's the most beers consumed during a podcast that actually made it to the airwaves? For me, it was definitely Sue makes a mean hot dish. <laughs> <laughs> Fall apart at the end of that one. I, I think so. I mean, the audio <laughs> proves to say yes. <laughs> I haven't listened to that one in a while. I would have to say, I don't know which one we did first, but didn't uh, you puke in the shower once? Yes. After that had Chet, to be after yep. Nicky's. You did. Uh, that was Chet no, and Nicole's. Yeah, I was going to say, ah, that, that was Dina's first one. 
Nope, so that one doesn't count. Chet and Nicole's, I I had a lot. We I had. Did, I was I was heavily in the bag. We had we a lot of fun recording that podcast, which yep. is so weird because the reviews we got on that one were so mixed. People thought that we were just assholes to Chet and Nicole and didn't let them talk. Right, but which we drank with them for. Two hours before they were we started in our the mic, basement right? for five yeah. hours, and <laughs> the four of us had a good time. I yes, yeah, it definitely was. But the most for sure that didn't make the airwaves was Dita's first. Yeah, yeah, Hands that down. one that Hands got out down. of hand. I remember looking at Randy at about four a.m. and Oof, thinking. Down. That guy is <laughs> tanked. And he he was like, his head was bobbing and his eyes weren't open. <laughs> and I think the microphones were still recording. Uh, but it, we were on, what, our 17th hour of... <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah, so he had had his 10 beers. Yeah. Times five. It was five. a cold, cold January day. There was nothing else to do on yeah. Saturday night in Minnesota in January. Well, it was the next morning also, though. Oh yeah, no, so that's true. it's a new so, day, yeah. so your counter it was started over. over. Two days. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trevor Bales is interested in knowing if Randy has ever seen Becky's vagina. <laughs> oh, yes, Randy has seen my vagina. <laughs> oh yeah, there was yep. an incident on the boat seduction once upon a time. <laughs> that's right, which I didn't remember until Randy reminded me the next day. But no, I, because you messaged you, the group and said, "Does anybody know?" Well, I had a lot bruises. of bruises. On the backside of my legs, yeah. And they were really sore, and I didn't know what happened. So so I'm I'm quite certain Becky doesn't remember how this all went, so I'll probably tell this one. Yeah, go ahead, Randy. (laughs) I'll let you have your moment. (laughs) So we were cruising. So I think it was Brooke. I think you're right. Had to stop. Had to pee. So she told Becky she had to stop. And our pontoon didn't have a ladder because we're real white trash. So Brooke goes off the front and just hangs in the water like, you know, on her elbows, so her waist, everything's underwater, pees and gets back up. And then Becky's like, like, ah, oh, you rookie. Like, I'll show you how to pee off a pontoon. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember this. So, so she drops trow, sits on the railing, like her, her knees are on the railing, like hanging over the railing, hanging out their hands, and her feet slip. So her feet go straight in the air. Her, her knees are hooked over the railing and her hands are like beside her knees hanging onto the railing. My legs and are straight up in the air. And she's screaming for help because she is stuck. And if she rolled off backwards, she would end up on top of the pontoon, which would have really hurt. So there, yeah, there was. So Randy's had a good, good shot of my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Saved my life. <laughs> Interesting spin on things. Tina's also seen my penis. <laughs> From the same way, on the same week, the same event. (laughs) Different years. Just two years apart. I have not seen Randy's or Tina's genitalia. (laughs) Me neither. Let's see him. Let's come on. So we need to hear that story then. I don't know what you're we talking about. We told the Tina and... <laughs> Did we know. not tell yeah, that? I don't know. I don't know if that one's been... I well, it goes back to sand in the shorts, right? Right. At the that same... Was it was the same, same day that Matt tried to kill me. Yeah. After I jumped him. And he came pretty close. So about nine hours later, I realized when I went to moon our buddy's boat that my shorts were filled with sand and had been for an awfully long time. So... At that point, I realized I should jump in the lake and clean the sand out of my shorts, which was very difficult because I had like, what do you call it? Like they were, they were a boxer brief, but like a really. Like compression shorts. Compression shorts. Yeah, there you go. I had those on under my swimsuit 
and I couldn't get the damn things. Like I couldn't hold them open enough to just shake the sand out. So I'm like, God dang it. Well, it's dark out. We're in the middle of a lake. Like I'm, I gotta just take them off. So I took them off. So I'm in the lake naked, getting all the sand out of everything. And Becky starts screaming at me that I'm too drunk and it's too dark out and I need to get back in the boat. And I tried explaining to her <laughs> what I was doing in there and that it's just fine. I'll be in in a minute. I'm just like, and now I'm trying to get these compression shorts on underwater in the dark when I'm hammered. <laughs> and I thought it was going just fine, but she was insistent that I get back on the boat. So I got back on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and Tina, he comes climbing up the stairs and is all like, nobody sees anything. Is all they hear is Tina scream. <laughs> I saw I <laughs> then my wife started yelling at me to get back in the water. Was, Becky turns around again, like, back in the water. Get back in the water. <laughs> I tried explaining to people what was going on. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what'll go on there this year. Well, <laughs> fun times. Fun times. Yep. What other things you got on that <sighs> Instagram? It's cold down here. Okay. Um, the God, Master Pipe Layer is curious. What's the difference between being in love? True love and just showing off. <laughs> Have you got it yet? You've been thinking on it for a long time. I mean, I I think I know what you're going for here, but I no go spit, swallow, or gargle. Okay, yeah. Well, oh, I was God. on the right. I was on the right track. <laughs> really, Randy? Well, if you reread it, it makes perfect sense. Is that what's doing it? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm over it. To that was actually, really cold right now. That was actually a uh, Trevor Bales call at ten o'clock last night. Was that one? Was that? Oh, that that's joke? what you were laughing about when Trevor called you. Yep. Okay, I was wondering because you were laughing pretty good there. <laughs> Let's see. Matt's got a farm one. Matt's got a farm question. Two farm questions. One is: Did you know that it's National Pollinator Week, June twenty first through the twenty seventh? Repeat I, it. Well, you want to ask in a mic? Did we know Friends. that it's National Pollinator Week, June what? 21 through 27. I did not know that. I had no idea. I can't believe Do farmers it. really actually kill all the bees? Okay. Well, uh, neonicotinoids are harmful to the beehives. But a lot of other bugs too, right? Insects and a lot, in general? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I do think because of the way they will bring it back to the colony that perhaps it's more harmful to bees. Okay. But like in a lot of the stuff that I've read, it does not work the way that it's made out to be, right? It's on the seed. It's coated on the seed. That's the only time farmers like Randy and I use it. In the 80s, they did spray those, correct? I believe a lot of orchards, fruit farms, will still spray that in a chemical form to control certain bugs. But I don't want to say that for sure. But also, fruit farmers have to know that they need the bees right. for their crop. So maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong on that. But yes, you can spray that. It, it's a it's do. a powder seed coating on the stuff that we use on the seed that gets planted in the ground. So the bees the aren't soil. the bees are not climbing under into the dirt to get to the seed, and they're right. not. So right. we don't spray. This. But to play devil's advocate on that too, Randy, like Randy and I both know, you spill some seeds, yeah. right? There's there's coated seed laying around in yep. the spring all the time. Not a ton of it, but it probably doesn't take much. I know one of the things the vineyards will do. They'll spray at night when the bees are all at home. Oh, that yes. makes so they sense. Do a lot so, of, they do a lot of midnight spraying, and, and we had to do some of that when I spray a lot of trees. Mm -hmm. So if we had to spray insecticides, then we ended up having to go to spraying at night. But isn't the chem still there in the morning when the bees come back? That's what I was going to ask. 
Well, just like a lot of the chemicals, as soon as it's dry, you're not going to transport that or... or there has got hmm. to be some truth to that because I'm like looking it up. The fruit farmers can't Tina's be on it. spraying a thing that they know that kills bees outright. And, and if that were the case, all the bees would be dead. Right. Yep. I mean, mm. they would kill the whatever. Other thing, we need to get a bee guy on here. We, we do. do. We but, keep uh, saying that. I th- I think I believe, anyways, that the, the bees repopulate like super super fast, and a lot of that bee thing is just kind of one of those fads, like like plastic straws. Like there's more bees around yeah. now than there ever has been. Yet everyone's claiming that we're killing the bees and the bees are in danger of being extinct and we're not going to have any food because we don't have any bees. And a lot of the bees that are here actually don't belong here. I just learned something about that too. Like we have invasive species bees here. Like the honeybee really? in general, the honeybee in general that people complain about us killing, it's not native. Right. Yeah. Came like a pheasant. From- like a pheasant. <laughs> Matt. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Can I ask my follow up? Yes. Matt's got to follow up. Corn and soybeans don't depend on pollinators, but things like alfalfa and a multitude of other crops. What do you guys depend on for pollination or on some of your listeners? What type of crops are most common? Corn is self-pollinating. So Matt's asking, do corn and soybeans do or don't require insects or pollinators, bees, whatever you want to say, to pollinate? Corn for sure doesn't. Corn doesn't. Well, beans don't either, as we'd be bringing bees in. Right. Alfalfa does for seed, which isn't very common to gr- grow your own alfalfa seed. You know, that's a niche market. But it you know, doesn't average, just to, it's going to grow the leaf, the, the tissue. Yeah. Yeah. Once, you know, once you seed the alfalfa, the only time you'd need pollinators is to grow your own seed again. But Trevor is saying, because he said they would bring in bees. Right. So they grow their own alfalfa and they would bring in bees. And he said some years they wouldn't bring in bees just depending and it still pollinates, but just not as good. So they bring in the bees and then it's, it does better. Right. But otherwise I yeah, we don't really hear. We don't we, require them for anything. No. How about like apple trees? They must, right? Yes. Yeah, apple I'm trees. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they require that every year. Yep. I'm sure like most, all the like strawberries, raspberries, mm. that all would require a pollinator. Anything that has a flower, I believe. I'll pollinate you later. No, thank you. (laughs) (sighs) Boys. We all know that time is money, and one of the best ways that you can save on both right now is with FBN Direct. You can shop for everything you need this season from their online store 24-7. That means 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anytime. And with the new delivery transparency feature, you can now view the estimated delivery windows before you buy anything right online, right there on the site. FBN makes getting what I need in season quick and easy. We've actually got all our chemicals and all of our seed delivered right to our farm already. Head on over to FBN.com right now. And if you're not a member, that's not a problem because there's no fee to join. What season do you like the best? Spring. Like right now, I like May and June. That's summer. Well, yeah, like it's the start of summer. If I could pick any day of the year for it to always (laughs) be, it would either be (laughs) 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 it would either be like Memorial Day or Fourth of July. Just like that's just my favorite time range. July is pretty amazing, but but there's a lot of mosquitoes and it's hot as shit. 
Yeah, like, pretty I amazing. I sweat so much in July, I don't even want to be outside. I don't know why mosquitoes eat you so much. It still blows I my get, mind. Like, I, I need my seasons. I couldn't live where there was no seasons. Yeah, I, I would yeah. agree with that. When we retire, I would we agree. will, though. When we retire, we're going to live you somewhere might. where it's warm. No, we will. <laughs> We're going to travel I, in the RV. So the, so the spring, so there's there's nothing better than the spring of the year when you get to start, like, farming. Everything dries up. You're out in the field. You know, the you're, smell of dirt. The smell of dirt. You're, you're, you're putting the crop in. You know, that's the whole year is going to be based off of what you're doing right now. That's my favorite. You know, then there's nothing better than when the crop's coming up as long as it's all coming up good. Like, this is awesome. Look what our potential is, you know. And then fall's always fun because you get to see what you did. Unless it's terrible. Unless it's terrible. Then, then so it's not yes. as fun. <clears throat> right. There's nothing better than harvesting a good crop. Like this is what this is what right. we did for the There's year. nothing this worse is... than harvesting a terrible crop. Because <laughs> you just failed. A shitty yeah. fall like, is. Ugh. Right. You only get to raise, what's the average farmer grows, 40 crops. Yeah. You get, is that true? You get well, 40 tries. I yeah. guess. Jeez. You get 40 tries and you just fucked up one of them. Yeah. Uh, but then, but then there's nothing That's better. That's depressing to think about. It is. Yeah. I'm almost, yeah. I'm almost half done. Stop it. Pretty but much then there's dead. nothing better than the first time it freezes and you get a foot of snow and there's like, there's nothing else I can do outside now. Winter used that to be like so much cooler like though. Like that drive home from work is like a thousand pound weight lifted off your chest. It is. Just driving home like, holy shit, I don't have to grind tomorrow. We, we're going to move into what we call the slow season. Yep. So I don't, I like them all. I, yeah, there's definitely something to be said for all of them. I remember enjoying winter when I was a kid, but I just feel like the winters in Minnesota have gotten so shitty. Like, there's rarely enough snow. Like, you get that one. We didn't even That's get a good irritating. snowstorm last year. Yep. Like, you if need- it's going to be cold, we might as well have snow. I agree. Yep. So that you can do the fun stuff with snow. You need I want snow. one. You need one good snowstorm, like, every three weeks. Just to keep the snow nice. I don't like snow. Well, fuck off, Dean. What do you like? <laughs> but then, but if it's gonna be cold, don't you at least want the snow to like cover up the ugly brown shit? Like, I hate it when they like, brown. It's, it's just so dirty and nasty, snow. and you just see dirt everywhere, and like the snow Not at least a makes it on a seem tree or a just bird. cold and hard. And the snow at least makes it sparkly and white and pretty. Like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. it's kind of nice in the middle of a blizzard too to just hunker down in your house. I yeah. still think the prettiest thing in the world is like when it like an, a nice snow wintry day and then when we get those hoarfrost days hoarfrost like I don't know if there's anything more beautiful on this planet than hoarfrost there's a joke there but I know I'm surprised you guys I'm come on most people are probably like what's hoarfrost it's not how you think it's spelled it's like h-o-a-r a-r yeah I think so so what is it Becky it's when there's moisture in the air humidity that will build up on the tree branches and all that stuff and it creates like a a very light, sparkly encasing on all everything. It's like everything has an inch of this like frost. frost yeah, but the but it's it. different than like frost that's on your windshield because it's so light and fluffy. And it's on everything. Everything. Yeah, it's cool. And, and it's not like freezing rain where it no, weighs a lot. So it's it really cool. Right. If down you've never, you got to Google a picture of it if you don't know what it is. 10 o'clock, it looks like it's snowing again because the sun heats it up just Yeah, but it just it starts to fall off the trees. trees. It's mm. cool. Very cool. Some romantic winters we have here. Mm. So somebody's asking, why isn't goat yoga, goat training a recommended career path? I guess I didn't know it wasn't recommended. We had goat yoga once. Who discouraged that as a career path? Do your thing, man. This guy thinks it is, but I don't know. 
Maybe it's not. Somebody in this guy's life needs to be educated on goat yoga. They actually they they came and did it in at Runestone Days one year, didn't they? Did they, it they in the did. fire hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. they did. It or maybe like it wasn't Runestone three, Days. Two, yeah, it was, it was Runestone, Runestone Days. days. It was, was two it? or three years I ago. I know I was just defending goat yoga, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you get shit on. They're like uh, on your back. I get worried about it. It's like you just because they poop like rabbits. They poop like rabbits. They just poop constantly. But they do say that they're supposed to be like they're really cute. Hey, Matt, get on my honey. Matt's digging through our pantry. Matt, I love honey. Matt can't. It can't be clover, uh, honey. Where's his, your happy pen? His throat will close off. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that must be terrible. <laughs> Randy, the my whole kitchen pantry is still in our basement because our kitchen's mostly done, but our pantry's not because my contractor says COVID and you know he can't get supplies and all that other stuff. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's weird there. things that are out. Like my brother just told me the other day that he couldn't get band-aids at his town. Casey's what? out of ketchup. Yeah, Casey's is now out of ketchup right now, the gas station. Because I heard there was going to be a ketchup shortage. Yeah, because the tomatoes. Ketchup shortage. There was something with the they, tomato crop. They said there's going to be a ketchup shortage, so everyone ran out and bought gallons and gallons. That's of, probably Like more it. ketchup than they use Although in a year. But I use a all. lot of ketchup. You do. I put ketchup on That's everything. That's weird. Like eggs. No. Oh God, we go potatoes, through mashed potatoes, a bottle of ketchup, ketchup a week here between our it's girls. Disgusting. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Tina. Oh, Get off of my microphone. Do you know what we're gonna have this weekend for Runestone Days? What tiger meat? Ooh, I will eat that. My brother is bringing five pounds of tiger meat. Five for pounds? No. Oh, the only thing she doesn't put ketchup on. Well, I was gonna say that raw hamburger sounds awesome, but if it you is. put ketchup in that shit, I will not eat. So that. you eat the tiger meat? Would you eat it? Fucking right, I will eat that. Really? Thing. Yes. You're going to shit the race car. Christopher was wondering. I'm not racing this weekend. You're not? Runestone days. I mean, oh, it's I not. Still I can't race. eat a ton of it, Like, but I can have, I don't know, a Should couple I? spoonfuls. You know. He was worried that <laughs> nobody was either hot, like, has converted so. yet. Cool. And I'm like, oh. I don't know. I, don't I know grew up eating like it. when my dad would make burgers or whatever, Like, just we would just eat raw hamburger and put salt on it. Just a big bite of it. But like the tiger meat that you bring or whatever... It's all seasoned deliciously, right. and it's got onions, and it's Peppers good. Peppers and stuff in it. The closest yeah. I came to eating tiger meat is the propane grill ran out of gas at a bachelor party one year. So then everyone's just pretty Zach's much dad, eating uh, lightly warmed up hamburgers. Zach's mm. dad almost eats, like, when Zach's dad makes his burgers, like, baseballs, they're like, he doesn't make them smash. He makes those suckers oh, rare. And he, he puts so them on the grill. Tina. Like, the bun is dripping in blood. Mm. That's Tina likes them. That's exactly a how hamburger? she wants When we yeah. used to travel all the That's time for That's how I like the, my steaks, oh, not my burger. Oh, my burger. She when, eats them both that way. I will eat raw hamburger, but once you warm it up or, like, make the outside of it half cooked, then I don't like it. Like, I want it all the way raw or... Or not bloody, my I'm hamburger. Gonna, I'm gonna cook that shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't want blood on my burger. No, bun. I've had good food poisoning once in my life, and I won't go back. If Where'd I you get it from, it. a cafe. No, it wasn't Tiger Meat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she puts ketchup on mashed yeah, potatoes. That's mashed nasty. potatoes, macaroni and cheese, Disgusting. mac and cheese, eggs, hash browns, which I guess a lot of people do that. Yeah, um, eggs. Like runny eggs, like sunny side up eggs, and then she'll load it up with ketchup. Yeah, that's gross. That's one of the most delicious things in the planet. Why would you put ketchup on that? Right. And ruin it. And then just everything tastes like ketchup. Terrible. I prefer barbecue sauce on my burgers, but I like ketchup with my french fries. However, if I have mayo to mix with my ketchup, I prefer that. And then I make little- That just looks too weird to eat. It's Mm -hmm. But it's like a a delicate, they call it fry sauce. Like, I don't know, plenty of restaurants make their own concoction and it's good. Yeah. I think it's just, it looks like blood and pus mixed together. I have something. It's like a bad zit. I can't eat 
warm white sauce. Yeah, we've all heard different, Randy. Like ranch, what mayo, about Alfredo? It's warm. Alfredo's fine. You've had some hot dish with some white sauce well, in it. Come awesome. on, now. it's got to be light, or even like uh, chicken bacon ranch pizza. That's good if you warm it up, but the first time it's too runny. Really? Yeah, it's too much sauce. Hmm. Too much white warm sauce. Somebody did ask, "What's your cream of some young guy?" It's a texture <laughs> thing. <laughs> what? Somebody asked, the, "What's your favorite hot dish?" Goulash. Goulash would be Randy. Yep. Just my goulash. Your mother's goulash. Yes. Better than tater top hot, hot dish. What does Sue put in her goulash? It is very easy. It is two oh, oh, cans. Wait. Do you call it soulash? <laughs> 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 it's it's two pounds of hamburger, two cups of cooked elbow macaroni. No, no, you gotta do more more macaroni. And two cans of tomato soup. That's okay. it. And then like salt and pepper, and that's it. Salt and pepper. You can add a little brown sugar if you want, or add a little cheese to it. No, like, cheese uh, shredded is gross cheese. In it. That's really good too. No, but I cheese do it. has never made anything less good. Right. I just don't think it. You I sprinkle a little bit of cheese in it. On anything. Gets, yeah, it's good. So but some people call it funeral hot dish. Yes. Versus that would be what everyone, yeah. It's a tomato base. Do you guys call it goulash or do you call we, it funeral hot call dish? call it goulash. I grew up with it being called goulash also. But yeah, my mom put more like, I think she would saute some onions and yeah, then make them. I think them, a lot of people do and we'll different put that in there and some garlic or whatever. Chunks of tomato. I don't think we I did. Like, I like my tomato soup. Yeah, the tomato soup is actually really good in it. It really, I, I don't know. It's, it's sweeter. Kind of sweet, yeah, sweetness to it. I do a pound and a half of hamburger with a box of noodles. How much is in that box? Is that a half two a cups. pound? Oh, two no. Two cups. It's 16 ounces, isn't it, a, in a box? I thought it's the two smaller pounds. Box, like, oh. What, what types of noodles are these? Elbow. Macaroni. So it's like the macaroni. Yeah. That's yep. my mom used to make that a lot. I and think then, if you grew up in Minnesota, you ate goulash. Other than Matt, he probably didn't eat goulash. Oh, no, you didn't eat goulash. No, he had you? he had more of an he Italian. He had like a real Italian mom. Real, he didn't yeah. have goulash. Wait, goulash is not real Italian? <laughs> they, did you eat tuna bars last night? Oh, did they, so good. Did they turn out? So good. So good. Don't you refuse to eat canned spaghetti sauce? Is that you, Matt? Almost most of the the varieties, yes. Yeah, I think I remember this. Most hybrids of canned. And he can because his mom's Italian. Yep. So she makes like a 55-gallon jug of it a year and then gives it to Matt with ravioli. So he's got a drum in his garage? Yep. Yep. Like with a big pump on the top? (laughs) It's like we're we're, we're having goulash tonight. (laughs) She she makes her own homemade, like, cheese-filled raviolis. Oh, God. Really? With the sauce and then sends it it all to Matt. We have to talk about something else. (laughs) So good going, eating her dad, His dad comes and cuts his wood and stacks it by his house for him. (laughs) What does that have to do with Italian pasta? Well, it's just, it's just the life you got going on. I still really like. awfully defensive, Matthew. Jeez. (laughs) I really like tater tot hot dish, but only with corn, no peas or green beans. I'm not a big tater tot guy, but my sister makes it with stovetop stuffing on top instead, instead of the tater, of tater tots. tots. And that that's is awesome. phenomenal. Hmm, I might have to try that one. Yep. I think I'd rather have the tots. I do like when you, tots. Stuffing's when you make, weird. When, when I go to the bar, tots, I get tots over fries all the time. But when you make tots on the tater tot hot dish, a lot of nobody ever takes the tinfoil off early enough. So oh, the yeah. They've got to be golden. They, yeah, they need to be yeah. crispy. And now that we have convection ovens, you can really golden stuff up even better. I don't have better. a convection I, be, I need a new oven. Tina made banana muffins the other day, and I came home and I was—I said they look like chocolate muffins. I was like, "Oh, you made chocolate muffins?" She got mad. They were banana muffins. Did you eat them? 
Banana yes, bread usually gets brown. Did tasty? you die? No. No, but I threw away the bottom half of them every time. Yeah, but was the middle and the top good? It would have been better not but burnt. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yep. It's true. You knew what you were getting. You could see it. It was right there. Like, yes. Yep. What are so Tina good. bars? We didn't, did we cover that? Tina bars are a peanut butter bar with like a chocolate ganache on it. So it's basically like a homemade Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, kind Sorry. of. It actually is that but there's a consistency. Fair, there's a fair amount of times when Tina makes it. You say they don't set up, they right? Don't set, like something gets messed up and then they don't, they just stay, they stay runny. You eat them with a spoon. Out oh, of the but they're fabulous. When we eat them with a spoon, <laughs> everybody melted, just sits around. You gross. Melted peanut butter and chocolate. How disgusting. Yeah, they are really good. <laughs> it's from the, it's from the food network. I even actually have it saved on my phone as Tina bars, peanut butter bars with salted caramel ganache or salted chocolate ganache. Mm. They're real good. The middle school boys are upstairs. Sheeshing. Sheeshing. Oh, I was doing that the other day, and Oliver just kept rolling his eyes at me. I don't, I don't know what you mean. Sheesh! <laughs> Wait, Onyx that? annoys the shit out of me. Where with did that. that? Where did that come from? You've That's never their heard thing that? now. No. That's their thing. Oh, that and uh, what's the other thing? They're so annoying. <laughs> Onyx followed up. <laughs> that, those are those are Gen Z's, Z's right? Why? And Wouldn't Aurora be a Z? Are they in the same generation I as Aurora? I think they're technically the same. So then they'd be Z's? Gen <laughs> Sheesh? I think so. Gen, Gen Sheesh. <laughs> She's a nice lady. <laughs> Hi, my name's Jennifer Sheesh. <laughs> this guy here, retired welder, wants to know, what is our honest opinion of how the Democrats are running the country? Ooh. And that's going to do it for this yeah. week's episode of the Off the Hus podcast. I would just like to say. Uh, no. Kill it. <laughs> my, my opinion is for any politician. Just get rid of them all. Sick of them. Yep. Sheesh. Sheesh. Cue the outro. <laughs> what is the other thing that they do? They do sheesh and there's like some calling thing. Like they, they like say something and then from a far distance, the whole, the whole rest of them will do it. It's like, that's it. (laughs) What? Is that like the old caca? It's like like our caca. It's like the caca. We are the caca generation. (laughs) I always really enjoyed it at a racetrack when you'd hear somebody on one, like one side of the track, like, ah, ah. And then you like, all the way on the other side of the track. Ah, ah! <laughs> and you don't know, like, do those guys know each other? It, I, have you, either way, it's hilarious. Have you seen that on TikTok when they'll, a guy will, like, walk into a, like, Menards and do that? No. Yes. He does a caca? He just walks into Menards, and then he's, he's like, Elwood's oh, wife, she's like, don't you dare. And then he'll just, uh, what do they always do? Oh, they do the monkey thing. <laughs> and then just sit and then like from across the room across the way someone else will do it and then he laughs and then she's always like you're such an idiot I have oh. that is not in my algorithm I wonder how it got I haven't yours. seen that one either that's hilarious apparently I cacod at the buffet in Mexico at like 1am one time oh lord I don't remember it I but I've heard the story that. many many times was I I was probably apparently it got really quiet in that porcelain Buffet with a thousand people in it. <laughs> I'll never forget. Zach had one rager here at the house bef- when he lived in his parents' house residence. And 
he must have been a senior and I was a sophomore and he had this buddy named um <laughs> It was Juvrud, right? All over. That's a new that's a new thing they're doing in the big stores, I guess. Let's Hang try on. it. No, not right now. It was Juvrud, right? And No, it was Joey. Can a bird not caw? Oh, yeah. And then that he was, was up in the loft and, and caw. He was on the other side of the rail on the loft, like standing on the outside. You know how the loft is upstairs? Yeah. And it's got the rail oh, so that you don't fall off the He was on the front side of the, the railing. Loft. He climbed over the Trashed. rail. Trashed. And was like hanging on by his ankles, cacawing like a bird. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, Joey. Come on down. Come on down. Can a bird not caw? <laughs> I think I, well, I'm still laughing about yeah. it 15 years later. It Can a bird good. not caw? <laughs> good. Uh, that was about the same time that Adam, Adam lit up a cigarette on my mom's couch in the living room. I'm like, just no. <laughs> <laughs> Drops it for oh, the whole oh, man. Oh boy. They would smell his experience. I think that was the moment I realized everybody's from. gotta go. Right. But did we ever actually you know, I don't think it people people stayed the night. But oh, Jim there showed were a up. A lot of people here the next morning. <laughs> Jim showed up? Yeah. We're outside. Jim showed up halfway through. He was measuring something on on the race car. <laughs> Everybody started running in like, oh, your grandpa's here. Your grandpa's here. I was in the shop and I'm like, my grandpa, like, no, my grandpa's not here. And then Jim walks in and looks right at me. He's like, what's going on, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> like 50 people at least in the yard. Yeah. Oh, nothing. That was a fun. You don't, you don't think your parents called him like, uh, you should maybe run by the farm and measure no, something. I, I don't, don't think they did, but I do know dad knew. Yeah, I think he could tell by well, the, the mud. Three hundred random, different hybrid beer cans in the trash pile <laughs> when he got home. And yeah. then two of your buddies got into a pissing match, and one whipped that a too. huge shitty and flung mud all in the other one's vehicle and yeah. all over like the side of a shed. And so my Aaron and Josh, my two buddies, got in a dispute with each other. And Aaron's truck was sitting next to the mud puddle in the middle of the yard. So the middle of our yard used to be grass. The middle of the. There was a couple of low spots. Yeah, gravel. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And Aaron's truck was parked there next to like the wettest spot on that. And Josh backed oh his truck God. up. And just freaking lit him up. And Aaron's windows he were down. Filled. Oh, no. It was like I opened the door on Aaron's truck because Aaron was freaking out. He was so mad. Like he was going to go kill him. Oh, so I opened the door. To try to calm Aaron down, and I was like, "Shit!" Like, yeah, I, you, go but, kill him. Go but, kill him. At, but at that point, I mean, you had to have laughed. Oh yeah, R right. But I understood why he was so upset. <laughs> it, it wasn't my truck, so I found it hilarious. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you'd have to total that truck out. It was so full of black, you, sticky black mud. It was so you bad. Even, you can't even pressure wash that. It though. was like, right. it was in the heater vents and the radio, the dash, oh, no. the seats, was everything bad. was covered. Mm. Isla, do you want to say bye to the people on the microphone? Onyx, you can do it, but don't, just don't be. I don't, I'm sure, I'm. You can edit it out. Go ahead, Onyx. Sheesh! I was going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was going to say this. <laughs> <laughs>